You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. We're gonna turn these dreams into an empire, empire, into an empire, empire, into an empire. All right, the subway series is over. Thankfully, it's over. It was full of surprises, both good and bad. Mostly good at the end, though, which is all that matters. The Yankees have now won three straight games. After their seven-game losing streak, they now have a three-game winning streak, and that's very important (laughs) heading into this three-game series at Yankee Stadium this week against the Rays. And we'll get to the Rays, but uh, to begin with and and talk talk about what happened over this weekend, um, I think between Saturday and Sunday is really what we'll talk about. We'll talk about the good. And it was a very weird Subway Series, probably the weirdest Subway Series ever because you've got the Yankees playing at home against the Mets. You've got the Yankees as the home team, and they're the they're away team. They're playing seven inning games. They're playing extra inning games with a runner on second base. Just a bizarre, bizarre weekend. Um, the Yankees were, they lost games. They were supposed to win. They won games. They were supposed to lose. They won on a wild pitch. They won on a walk-off single. They won on a grand slam, but it wasn't a walk-off because then they had to play the field in the bottom of the eighth. Just really weird stuff, and it was a really weird weekend, and I guess this season as a whole is weird, so that doesn't come as a surprise. But what we saw over this weekend from the Yankees was a lot of what we saw since the Rays series, and a lot of what we also saw at the beginning of the year where they just battled and they won games. That's how they got to 10 games over 500 before they let that to shrink to three games over 500. Uh, but at least they were able to win. And I said going into the series, I would sign up for two wins out of five games. Then I changed that to one win out of five games. And, and this team could have won all five games. They could have lost all five games. In actuality, they probably should have gone four and one. The one loss should have been the game. They actually came back and won when they were down five runs in the seventh inning, the final inning. And at one point there, they had a .02% chance, 1 in 500 odds of coming back and winning that game, and they did. Yeah, the, the weekend was weird. It was weird. And the Yankees right now, with Tampa coming to town, are two games back in the loss column, three and a half games back overall. They're only one game up on Toronto to be the three seed. And when it comes to the entire postseason field, the Yankees are the five seed right now. And Toronto's the eight seed. So they're only one game up on being the eight seed. The nine seed right now? is Detroit, and they're only three games up on being out of the playoffs completely. So this series coming up here is a big series to get back into the division, to have a chance to win the division, to have a chance to not be on the road in the best of three, to have a chance to even make the playoffs. Let's talk about what happened and really what happened on Sunday, which was looking to be not a good day to be a Yankees fan. A couple weeks ago against the Rays, Mike Talkman was pinch hit for in the ninth inning for Miguel Anduar. And Anduar struck out, and then after the game, he was sent back down to the alternate site. So Miguel Anduar was good enough to pinch hit for Talkman in the ninth inning. And then 12 hours later, before an afternoon game, he was sent down. No longer good enough to be on the Yankees. And this season, Aaron Boone used Luis everyday Avalon pretty much every day. He'd either warm up or come into every single game. And then he was allowed to blow two games against the Rays, two immensely important games and then he was released this past week so he was sort of Boone's non-elite non-green non-canely non-chapman non out of vino arm non-britain arm and now he's gone no longer good enough to be a yankee and i bring this up because on sunday after michael king ran out of gas in the fourth inning against the mets which is about the time he usually runs out of gas aaron boone turned to brooks Krisky for the final out of the fourth inning and Krisky got the out he got a strikeout did his job 
And then he came back out for the fifth inning. And he was allowed to face Michael Conforto, J.D. Davis, Dominic Smith, and Robinson Cano. And Cano hit a two-run home run off him. And Boone still kept him out there. He let him finish that inning. And then he brought him out for another inning. Brought him out for the sixth inning. So he got in the last out of the fourth, pitched the entire fifth, gave up two runs. Now he's back out for the sixth. He walks Wilson Ramos to lead off the inning. And he didn't get pulled. Then he walks Andres Jimenez. And okay, Boone comes out of the dugout. It looks like, okay, he's seen enough back-to-back walks to start the sixth. This guy's clearly over his limit. He's not fooling anyone. Boone goes out to the mound, doesn't signal to the bullpen, talks to Krisky, turns around, goes back to the dugout. He lets Krisky face Brandon Nimmo, and he walks Brandon Nimmo. So he walks the bases loaded with no outs, and then Boone goes and gets him. And that just sums up Aaron Boone right there. This guy has not gotten better as a manager, and now it's his third year. He's gotten worse. To me, he's gotten worse. At the best, you could say he stayed the same, which isn't good. He's not gotten any better, no managerial, no coaching experience before taking this job. He's now in his third year. He's not improved at all. And that decision-making with Krisky, to bring Krisky in in the first place was risky. He did his job, okay. If he's on the roster, he has to pitch at some point. But then to stay with him, besides Krisky and King, there was nine other relievers in the bullpen. None of those other nine guys could have pitched in the fifth or sixth inning. And then he relieves Krisky with Ben Heller. Bases loaded, no outs. He allows a double right away, two-run double. The Mets are up 6-2. They go up 7-2. But you know what happens. The Yankees come back down five runs in the seventh inning in a seven-inning game. They tie the game. They win the game in extras. And Aaron Boone gets bailed out. So everyone forgets about how bad his decision-making was, how bad his bullpen management was. Because he gets bailed out and they win the game. And this happens all the time with Aaron Boomer. He gets bailed out so people sort of brush aside the idiotic choices he makes. And this is why when his elite relievers blew games early in the week, it's tough to sympathize for Aaron Boone because he makes a lot of bad decisions that work out. So sometimes when he makes the right decision and it doesn't work out, it's really hard to feel for him. It's hard to say, hey, He's sort of snake-bitten with his decision-making right now because he brings it on himself. But the Yankees miraculously win that game. They tied the game because Aaron Hicks hit a two-run home run. And then, of course, Aaron Hicks gets hurt in the second game of the doubleheader. And I always joke and criticize Boone and Hicks for Hicks not playing both the games in a doubleheader, but I guess this is why. He can only take playing seven, eight, nine innings of baseball in a day, depending on the length of the game. So he couldn't even play 13 innings without getting hurt. And he got cramping in both his calf muscles. I don't even know how that's possible. Was he drinking soda all day? So Hicks has now hurt both his calf muscles. Aaron Boone, after the game, said, I don't think it's serious after the second game. If Aaron Boone says something's not serious, it's serious. Or it turns serious and it becomes even more serious. So I expect Aaron Hicks to go on the injured list. Knowing this guy's injury history, the way he comes back from injuries, the way Aaron Boone downplays things that are serious. A few weeks ago, we heard that Aaron Judge's calf injury wasn't serious. It was just a precaution to take him out. Then he went on the 10-day IL. He came back for six innings, and now he's on the IL again, and Brian Cashman says he's going to miss double the time he missed the first time. So I'll believe Aaron Hicks' injury isn't serious when he when he's playing baseball and, and playing full games and not being tended to every other inning and asked how he's feeling. And with the lineup, thankfully, DJ LeMahieu's back. He's the Yankees' best player for a while. 
yeah, I thought your Judge was the best player, the most important player, but you actually have to play to be considered that. So LeMahieu is that guy. And the Yankees are 3-0 and now since he came back, which is just goes to show how important he is to this team. They're 16-5 and when he starts and 3-8 and when he doesn't. He's hit safely in 20 of 22 games this year. I mean, you can't say enough about him. Every every day, he, he just impresses you. He doesn't really have bad days. The worst, what, he'll get one hit? That's like the worst day for DJ LeMahieu. He only gets one hit. You look at guys like Brett Gardner and Gary Sanchez, they, they don't have any multi-hit games this season. DJ LeMahieu, you put him down for two hits before the game even starts. And Gary Sanchez is massive grand slam on sunday night in the second game and when he came to the play i was i didn't think anything good was coming of that i was expecting to see a social media meltdown right after that i was expecting everyone to rip him apart the way they have pretty much his entire career unless he's doing what he did in 2016 and most of 2017 and when he got two strikes on him i was certain he wasn't coming through i've kept my status as president of gary sanchez fan club and i maintain that i still believe in him and it's moments like that why I do because he is capable of doing that and maybe this is the moment where he turns his season around if it's not I don't think there is a moment he will and any of his other five home runs I thought maybe he'll break out now when he hit home runs in three straight games I thought maybe he'll break out now but ever since he homered in three straight games he just went three for 25 prior to the grand slam so he hasn't had that moment yet he hasn't clicked it hasn't worked out he hasn't looked anywhere close to what he looks like when he's going right so that has to be it for Gary Sanchez. That has to be the moment where he turns it around and he starts to put together consistent at-bats. Can't keep harping on, hey, he got a 10-pitch at-bat and then, you know, he struck out, but it was, you know, he made the pitcher work. That can't, that's not enough for him anymore. He has to break out. He has to start carrying some of the weight of this offense with Judge Stanton, Torres out, and probably Hicks now. But it was a good way to end the weekend, a good way to end this version of the Subway Series. I know they'll play another game on Thursday, but to have Sanchez do that and hopefully and hopefully win was a good way to end it. But it didn't end like that because Jonathan Holder was brought back out for a second inning to close out a four-run lead after Sanchez's grand slam, and the Yankees nearly blew it. Or rather, Holder almost blew it. Or rather, Aaron Boone nearly blew it. The Mets brought the tying run to the plate. And they did that because Aaron Boone wouldn't use a role to Chapman, even though Chapman has only thrown 25 pitches over the last 14 days and only thrown 45 pitches in real games since October 19th in Game 6 of the LCS. And the reason he wouldn't use him is because then he'd have to use Chapman on three consecutive days. And the Yankees will never do that. They'll, they will never use a reliever on three consecutive days. Boone would have rather have lost that game, blown the momentum of the two straight walk-off wins, than use Chapman on three consecutive days. So he let Holder pitch a second inning. Holder's no good. We know that. I've talked about that for, this is the third year now. He got out of it. He thank, oh, Thankfully, he could get three outs before giving up four runs. But Chapman could have pitched. He just had two weeks off between appearances. You don't know. Maybe you won't need him for another two weeks. The Yankees and their ridiculous bullpen usage rules. It's just so dumb. Ask Zach Britton, who's on the injured list with a hamstring injury. Or Tommy Canely, who's out for the season after undergoing Tommy John surgery how not pitching on three consecutive days prevented them from getting hurt. It doesn't prevent anything. It's some dumbass made-up rule. I could list all the Yankees relievers that have gotten hurt over the years because they did this type of shit with Girardi, too. Relievers, pitchers, they're going to get hurt. You can't prevent it. Pitching on three days has nothing to do with it. The only way to stay safe from hurting your arm as a pitcher is to not pitch. 
And I guess that's their goal because they don't let their elite relievers pitch. But thankfully, Holder got through it because another meltdown from him. I, I don't know. How, I can't believe there's got people who think he's a good pitcher. And now the Rays come to town. And this is this is it for the division. The Yankees can do what the Rays did to them a couple weeks ago and sweep them and get right back in it. They could get swept and be completely out of it. Or the Rays could just come and do their job. And that's win a series. Take three games off the schedule. Take three head-to-head games off the schedule. And increase their lead by another game. And the Yankees have this set up as though it's a postseason series. They've got Garrett Cole in the first game. They've got Masahiro Tanaka in the second game. They've got Jordan Montgomery in the third game. The Rays' bullpen is decimated by injuries right now. The Yankees have their injury problems. The Rays have theirs at the bullpen level, which is their strength, just as it was the Yankees before they lost Canley for the season and they lost Britain and they didn't re-sign Batances. And everyone wants to talk about, oh, the Yankees' injuries. The Rays' lineup features maybe two hitters that would play every day on the Yankees. Maybe. Maybe Meadows and Lau, you'd play them every day on the Yankees. But when healthy, is argument be made that no one on the Rays would be in the Yankees' everyday lineup. So the Rays lineup is, is not any good. Even at its best, it's maybe maybe as good as the Yankees' B lineup, but probably their C lineup. And their payroll is you know microscopic compared to the Yankees. So it's no, I don't want to hear excuses. Just because the Yankees' high-paid stars are out and their, their eventually high-paid stars are out as well, doesn't mean that they get a free pass. Look at the Rays lineup. Look at how they score runs. Look at how they pitch. Look at their manager. They're a better team. And if the Yankees think they're a better team, they have to take care of business this week because this is it for the division. They don't do anything this week. They're going to be at best a two-seed in the playoffs, and only one two-seed will be the home team in the best of three. So keep the momentum going from what happened over the last two days. Keep this winning streak going. It's going to be a tough week. Three games against the Rays, another game against the Mets. Then a doubleheader on Friday. And the last thing is Davey Garcia, who <laughs> he was sent back to the alternate site after the game, which it better just be a formality to get him because of the extra roster spot for the doubleheader. And he's going to be back in four days. Because if he's not back in four days pitching, what are we even doing here? Six innings, no one runs, no walks. But that, aside from the half start on Saturday, was the best start from a Yankee start of the season. It's better than any Garrett Cole start. It's better than any Masahiro Tanaka start. It's better than any Jordan Montgomery start. If Davey Garcia is not pitching on Friday, there's a major problem with this team. It's bad enough Clark Schmidt's still in the minors because they're worried about releasing someone from the 40-man roster as if they don't have a litany of names to release. And it's bad enough they don't want to start a service time clock when they're the Yankees and they can afford to pay anyone anything. They're worried about six years from now rather than winning right now when they are in a championship window. Who knows where this team will be in six years? But they gave Davey Garcia a shot. He proved himself. He belongs in the rotation. He, this isn't a start-to-start thing. This guy belongs. That Mets lineup is a good lineup. And he shut it down completely. It wasn't Boston. It wasn't Baltimore. It wasn't the Nationals without Juan Soto. The Mets have a good, strong, solid, deep lineup. And he completely shut him down. He proved he belongs. You keep giving Jay Happ unlimited chances just because he's owed money. Jay Happ sucks. Whatever happened on Saturday, that's an anomaly. If you think that's going to be Jay Happ going forward, you are sadly mistaken. Can we stop with Michael King opening games? The Yankees don't need an opener. They have Davey Garcia. He just proved himself. They have, they have Clark Schmidt waiting to prove that he belongs as well. So that's a story for later in the week because he's at the alternate site now, so he's no longer on the active roster. 
but he better be up on Friday. He better be facing the Baltimore Orioles on Friday. Huge series this week. That'll do it for today. I'll be back on Tuesday to talk about Game 1 of Yankees-Rays and to see if the Yankees can get back in this division race. Thanks for listening. Sit down.